Blog Talk Radio. You have just tuned in to the Midweek Pick-Me-Up Energy Show, featuring professional officiant, tuning fork facilitator, and author, Marcy Ann Chief. In 1988, Marcy Ann discovered the quantum fields of energy and vibration, and since then her life has been a day-to-day experiment in knowing how to live in light energy for happiness, health, and wealth. She shares the principles and laws of light energy as they operate in everyday life. And now, here is Marcy Ann. Hi, everybody. I want to thank you so much for listening, those of you who are listening now and those of you who are going to listen in the archives. Because today's show is about how we can get going and do something and have an experience that maybe we've never had before. Because, you know, each day when we get up, it's a day to go exploring, to go where we've never been before. I mean, even if you just take a different route to get to work <laughs> or you wear something that's way way back in your in your closet you know that you haven't worn for a long long time or maybe you contact someone that you haven't talked to for a, a while just alter your routine in some one little way you know like buy a new toothpaste because it'll taste different, and it'll bring your attention to brushing your teeth. (laughs) Because altering your routine helps keep you alert and more alive. Altering your routine produces new energy. I so well remember when one of the spaceships blew up, and it was one of those things that you think, how in the world did that happen? Because it was in a time in the space program when there was just regular journeys. I mean, NASA's step was experienced, old hands at sending people out into space, if you will. But as it happened, they were so routinely used to doing it, apparently they weren't as careful as they should have been. And the more routine way they did the launch, missed some stuff. And the spaceship blew up. You know, routine is formed from doing the same thing, the same way, over and over and over. And as we do it, our abilities to do it can become somewhat bored. So perhaps while we're in the routine, we're thinking about something else. Because the routine just takes over and makes it happen. And this is where just altering your routine in just one small way will keep you on the ball, creating new energy to do that old thing that will give the action a new impulse, a new surge of energy that could produce a new idea, perhaps a new way to do it. Well, let me tell you, I dramatically altered my routine this past Labor Day weekend. (laughs) Because a friend of mine drives for Uber, 
And he called and he said, Marcy, can I put your name as a potential driver for Uber? Because if you would decide to do it, then he says, I'll get $150. Oh, I said, okay, but you know, I probably am not going to do it. But then I got the email inviting me to drive for Uber. Well, how would you react to something new and different like that? How do you react to the possibility of doing something that you've never done before? Is your first thought, oh, I can't do that, and your mind starts to list a big list of reasons why you can't do it? Or does your mind think, I wonder what that would be like. What would happen if I did try it? I can try it, and if I don't like it, I don't have to do it. But I might like it. (laughs) Well, this call to having this new experience just kept ringing in my ears. And so I decided to, at the very least, go through the process of being qualified. Well, you must have at least a 2003 or newer car and be able to transport four persons. Now, I must say, I am very, very impressed at the Uber organization. I uploaded all my documents, you know, California driver's license, California vehicle registration, and proof of insurance. And I told that they were I was told that they were going to run a background check on me. But you know what? That's no biggie for me because I'm a member of the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary. And when I joined the auxiliary, they did a three-month background check on me through the Department of Homeland Security. So I knew that part would be a slam dunk, and it was. Within 24 hours, my background check was completed. And then I took my 2012 Toyota Corolla to my mechanic, and I had the oil changed, all the belts checked, and the tires rotated. And at my last oil change, at 24,000 miles, I did have a new battery and new brakes. Then I took my car wash, took my car to the car wash and got it all sparkly clean. And then I took it to Uber's vehicle inspection station, where their inspector checked all the brakes, including the handbrake, turn signals, seat belts, window washers, and lights. And I had showed them the oil change verification from my mechanic, and I was qualified. I got the Uber sticker to put on the passenger side of my windshield, and I was ready to go. So I'm driving home, and I'm thinking, should I try this? What else do I have to do this holiday weekend? Nothing. I didn't have any plans. I purposely hadn't booked a wedding because Labor Day weekend at the beach is a zoo. (laughs) So I came home and I watched the Let's Get Started videos (laughs) on the Internet that the inspectors had suggested that I watch. And it all looked so easy. Turn on the app. Wait for your phone to beep. I just couldn't resist it. I turned on the app. (laughs) And within five minutes, my phone began to beep. A rider one block from my home wanted a ride. I was 
so excited. I thought, I'm going to do this. Now, the Uberphone app has a navigation system. It shows you the map and exactly where the person is and then navigates you to the spot. But I knew exactly where this person was, so I just direct, drove directly to her in less than two minutes. Well, she was a 30-something very pretty girl who wanted to go to her girlfriend's house just over in the neighboring city. And then she said... And then we want to go to Banning. I said, Banning? You mean Banning, California, out in the desert, close to Palm Springs? And she said, yes. Well, this was a part of Uber that I hadn't been taught about on the videos I watched on YouTube. (laughs) I said, I didn't know that Uber does long distances like that. And she said, oh, yes, I've even taken Uber to Las Vegas. Well, I said, oh, that's too far for me to go. And she said, please. You know, it's $150 for you if you do it. And I said, no, you know what? I just don't want to go out that far. I, I just want to drive around here in my local area. I said, that's a lot of gas to go out to Banning. And my trip back wouldn't be paid for. So, you know, I just don't want to do it. Well, on the videos I had watched, I knew that I could refuse the ride. So she said, okay, then just get me over to my girlfriend's house, and then you can drop us off at a Starbucks, and I'll search for another driver who's willing to go to Banning. So I said, okay. Well, on the way over to her girlfriend's house, I learned that this girl could not drive for some reason. She didn't say exactly why. She just said things like, well, you know, some people don't have a car or they have DUIs and have suspended licenses, you know, that stuff. Well, I didn't know. (laughs) And I asked her if she was married, and she said yes, but her husband was in jail. And I asked her if she had children, and she said yes, three kids. I said, well, who has the kids? She said, my mother. She says, I'm staying at my mother's. And then she volunteered that her girlfriend's husband was also in jail. And she said her girlfriend has four children. I said, well, who's taking care of her children? And she said her mother. And then she said that her girlfriend's husband was Mexican. And even though they were married, he is an illegal because he was a felon when he came to this country. So now that he's in trouble again, he's being deported. And her girlfriend's really depressed and doesn't know what she's going to do. So she said, I just invited her to go with me to Banning to kind of try to cheer her up. But they were going out to Banning to spend the night with a friend of theirs who has a marijuana farm out there who was going to pay them to harvest marijuana for him. They were supposed to cut and package it, and he was going to pay them $150 each plus $150 to get them out there. And when I dropped them off at Starbucks, the one girl said to me, Are you sure you don't want to drive us to Banning? Because if you will, we'll give you all of the marijuana that you want. (laughs) 
boy, I let them out and quickly drove away. I thought, there's no way I'm traveling with these girls. <laughs> but before I could get out of the parking lot, my phone was beeping again, another rider wanting a ride. Well, this time I headed for Aliso Viejo to pick up two couples who were neighbors, and they were going to go out to dinner together. You know, the younger people use Uber because they want a drink. And these two couples wanted to go to the Four Seasons Hotel in Newport Beach, which is a gorgeous hotel, very high-end, fancy, and they were all dressed up. The girls looked so pretty with their fancy hairdos and makeup and their high heels and pretty dresses. The guys were dressed more casual, you know, no ties, but they looked really good. And they were already in a party mood. (laughs) So I put the address of the hotel in my own GPS system so I could look without having to drive looking at my phone, and away we went. Well, my GPS has a man's voice. So when it came on to give me my first direction, I announced to my drivers, I would like to introduce you to Ralph. He is my private GPS navigational system guru, and he gets me where I need to go. (laughs) So they all said, hey, Ralph, glad to have you aboard. (laughs) And then I introduced them to my car. I said, my car's name is Ernest, and he is very serious. He takes his job very seriously, and he has always thought of himself like a Bentley limousine, very dignified and fancy and to be very respected. So the guys both lowered their voices and said, hello, Ernest. You are indeed a fine machine. We feel very special being able to ride in you. And we were all laughing and having such a good time. Now, I have to tell you, I have always had a relationship with my car. When I get a new car, I ask the car its name. And when I got this new car and I asked... what its name was, I heard this very serious voice say, my name is Ernest. Well, now I had had my old Toyota Corolla for 10 years, and I had put 150,000 miles on her. Her name was Sally, and she just loved doing the weddings. But the other thing I realized when I got the new car is that Ernest didn't know how to get anywhere. I mean, Sally knew how to get everywhere I went. And a lot of times I would just start out to go do something and Sally would head for the beach. And I would suddenly look at the road and wonder, where am I going? And then I would realize that Sally was heading for the beach and I would have to turn around (laughs) and get on the road to go to the store. But Ernest didn't know how to get anywhere. Now, you know what? I would not have believed this if I hadn't actually had the experience. But apparently, you can develop an energy exchange relationship with your car. And when you get into the car, the car reads the thought energy and just heads for the location. And if this sounds spooky to you, I would just suggest to you, try it and see if you can have the experience. 
You would need to find out what the name of your car is first and then begin to co-create the places where you go often, and eventually your car will just go there when you get into it. So Ernest and I had entered into our relationship on a very stern note because when he found out that he was going to be a work car, he was just horrified. Here I am hauling all of the decorations for my beach weddings, getting a car, getting sand everywhere. I mean, my car is always full of sand all the time. And he was in a constant state of shock until he began to realize he was going to be parked at the beach. And then he apparently reconsidered his position about being a work car. I think he thought, well, at least I'm at the beach. And then one busy, busy weekend, I parked in the paid parking lot where I have a free space because I have their parking lot on my website as the place to park if you're going to do a beach wedding. And when I got through with the wedding and went back to get the car, I opened the door to get in, and I heard this shouting from Ernest. It's about time you got back. I can't see the ocean from here. And so from then on, I asked for a parking place where Ernest could see the ocean while we did the weddings. And over the last three years, even on the busiest of the busiest weekends, a parking space has always opened up for me. And there was one weekend, my helper Linda and I went to the location, and neither one of us could see a parking place. So I was in the process of doing a U-turn, and then right before our eyes right smack dab in front of us, was the parking place. Linda said, if I hadn't seen this with my own eyes, I would have never believed this if you had told me. Because it was just like the space had some kind of an invisible shield on it, and as I turned around and could then just pull in, the parking place appeared. So, Ernest and I developed our strained relationship. He acquiesced to being a work car, and so he would just sit and look at the ocean while we did the wedding. Now, at the beginning, when I first got the car and I found out that he was so unhappy about being a work car, I tried to explain to him, look, you make me look good. I mean, I come to this wedding in this great new car, and I look successful. I told Ernest the bride would be embarrassed if I came up in an old rattle trap of a car. I mean, the bride feels that the person who marries her is very important, and part of that is the car that I drive to get there. I have to have dependable transportation. I have to get there on time, and I want to look successful. And then I told him, I promise I will get you washed every week, and I will keep you looking really good. Well, Ernest listened to all of this very skeptically, and eventually he just took it with a grain of salt because he soon learned that I wasn't very good at keeping my word, and I didn't get him washed every week. And sometimes he got really dirty, and he would just roll his eyes, yeah, yeah, so much for your promises. So at the first of this year, I told Ernest, I'm going to retire, and now you are not going to be a work car. You're going to be a pleasure car. Well, I could feel him listening to this with interest. 
And although he has never been a conversationalist at all at all, he asked me a question. Will I still be able to go and see the ocean? You know, that was so interesting to me because even though he had begrudgingly cooperated to do the beach weddings, he actually had begun to enjoy being at the ocean. So I said, yes, we will go to the ocean. And I do have my favorite place to go in Laguna Beach for lunch or dinner or drinks and chips and guacamole. And it is total oceanfront, and the parking lot looks out over the ocean. (laughs) So after I had been qualified to drive for Uber, and I took that exciting first step to activate the app and wait for that first beep, 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 I told Ernest, today we embark on a new and exciting adventure together. And you are finally going to realize that dream you've had of being that Bentley limousine. You are finally going to realize your original purpose for being created. And I could feel that he was really interested And then, when the two guys on their way to the Four Seasons Hotel in Newport Beach gave him such a resounding applause for being such a great car, (laughs) I could feel him busting his buttons as he expanded into that original idea apparently he has had from the very beginning when he saw himself as the car of a high class transporting famous people here and there in the spotlight. And for the next two days, Ernest operated perfectly in dignity and actual gaiety, looking forward to the next passenger, excited about where we were going to go next, and deliciously delivering his passengers with aplomb and equanimity. I just couldn't help but think about the whole life experience that is available here on Earth. You know, sometimes we don't start out doing and being what we think we are to be and do. I mean, sometimes we have to do the grunt work, be a work car, and go where the work is. But even where the work is could be something that's wonderful, because for Ernest it became the ocean. But for someone else it could be meeting a good friend or just getting a certain kind of experience that's going to prepare you for that next thing on your path towards your dream. The process here is that we just don't start at the top. We start at the bottom. Yep, down at the bottom. But deep, deep, deep within us is that divine desire, that divine hope, that impossible dream. And we are never to give up ascending the ladder to reach that top rung where our dream becomes a reality. Never give up. Never turn back. Always keep reaching for the golden ring because it's never too late. It's never too hard. It's never impossible. And just like Ernest, a lot of times we're dependent, it seems, on other people to make things happen. But if we keep our focus and we keep going for the gold, eventually all those other people are going to line up and they will eventually award us the golden cup. 
and we will drink the bliss of happiness because we never gave up and because we never turned back. And now when I get into earnest, I feel his excitement. Are we going to do Uber today? He just loves it. He's finally realizing his most impossible dream. Well, my next writer was a young man just sprouting a tiny mustache who wanted to go to Chipotle. I was very curious. Why are you using Uber? And he said, well, I'm not old enough to drive. So I figured he must be about 15 since he was getting his beard and sporting this tiny little mustache. So apparently today, parents don't take their kids places anymore. They just give them money. And the kids use Uber. Pulte was about a mile away. This kid could have walked. But Orange County, California is the gold in the golden state. And people have so much money, they just Uber it. <laughs> this ride showed me the minimum Uber charge, $4 to me, to take him less than a mile. I dropped him off, and boy, beep, beep, beep. Ernest was practically panting like a dog waiting for you to throw the Frisbee because it was to go to the local transportation center at the mall and pick up two kids who had just gotten off of the bus. They had small bags with them, so apparently they were coming in from someplace other than a local place. And she says, we want to go to Santa Ana, but we're really, really hungry. Could you stop at the Panda Express and let us get something to eat? Well, my friend, who had recommended me to Uber so he could get his $150, told me that he didn't let people eat in his car. Well, I thought about this. But these kids looked very tired and hungry. And the Panda Express was just a couple blocks off the freeway. So I said, okay. Ernest was troubled by this. He seemed concerned that he could be tarnished in some way. But I told him, I'll get you a special cleaning at the car wash next time if they make a mess. And he said, oh, sure, sure, promises, promises. But they didn't make a mess. They gobbled up that food so fast it didn't have a chance to go anyplace but in their mouths. (laughs) And we headed for Santa Ana. I said, where do you want to go in Santa Ana? And they said, oh, just take us to the area of the courthouse. That's in the downtown area. So we can just go any place from there. So as we went, I told them about the couple I had married on the lawn at the Santa Ana courthouse. When they first called me, they asked if I could marry them at the courthouse. And I said, well, you don't need me. You don't need to have a professional officiant marry you there. The clerk of the court can do it for $35. If I come to do it, it's going to be 150 But they said, no, we don't want to do it inside the courthouse. We want to do it outside on the lawn of the courthouse. Well, I was perplexed. So I just said, well, why? And then there was this pause, and then they said, well, everybody in our family knows how to get to the courthouse. This has been one of those classic stories I've told over and over and over. (laughs) And now I've gotten to tell all of you listening here on Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) 
Well, let me tell you, I did their pictures for them as well, and they got the most beautiful pictures. Their pictures look like they were married in Europe. I did their pictures for them, and they got them stand. I got them standing under those gorgeous arches of the courthouse, and sitting on the steps, and her standing and him kneeling on her, and standing on the lovely green grass under the gorgeous big oak trees, and they just turned out wonderful. And parking was really easy for all the guests on the weekend because the courthouse was closed, and the location was free. And they happily paid me the $150. They were so happy. (laughs) So I told this couple in the car the story about this while we were traveling up the freeway. And then the girl says, I am never getting married. And I said, oh, dear, I'm sorry to hear that. I said, why do you feel that way? And she said, well, all the good guys are taken And all that's left are the jerks and the gay guys. I mean, I was kind of astonished about this. So I said, well, what about this guy sitting next to you? And she said, I've been trying to figure that out for the last two years. And I said, well, do you want to have children? And then she got a very solemn tone in her voice. And she said, yes, but that's the reason I don't want to get married because I feel very strongly about what it means to have a child. I want my child to have a loving home with a mother and a father who love each other and who want to have the baby and who have made plans for the baby so the baby will have everything that it needs. And I want to be able to stay home and raise my child and be a good mother. And I'm just not seeing any way to have this today. So I'm just going to bypass the whole thing. I thought to myself, and you know what? I could even feel earnest sorrow here. I thought to myself, so you're just going to be a bus tramp going from place to place with whoever and wasting that mother heart in riotous living. How sad. How sad. And I could almost feel Ernest crying too. We need mothers like this today. We need this so bad. And it was so sad to me that this young girl would feel like this. What has happened in her life to just to want to throw it all up in the air, to feel so helpless and hopeless? Well, as they were gathering up all their stuff to get out of the car when we got to Santa Ana, I reached back and I took her hand and I said, Sweet girl, within you is the heart of the true mother, and she speaks to you through the spirit of truth that beats your heart and allows you to breathe that breath of life you breathe every day. Listen to her, and she will lead you into the paths of righteousness where you can realize this true desire of your heart and she looked back at me and I could see way down deep into her soul where from the eternities of the ages she had been created and she said thank you 
while their feet had no more hit the pavement, and my phone went beep, beep, beep. It was Emmanuel wanting a ride to the casino. (laughs) I picked him up with his mom and dad at a trailer park in North Santa Ana and took him to the bus stop where a big, fancy motor coach waited to take people to a casino somewhere. This was a Mexican family, and the young man said, Got any interesting stories? So I told him about the girl who wanted to go to Banning to work at the marijuana farm, and I said, she said her friend out there who had the farm was her Sancho. I said, what does that mean? And they all laughed and laughed and laughed. And his mom says, oh, her Sancho, her Sancho, ooh, ooh. So I said, well, what does it mean? And she said, ooh, ooh, Sancho, Sancho, her lover, her lover. Well, that was even more interesting. Here, her husband's in jail, and she's going out to the desert to see her Sancho. Well, I dropped Emmanuel off, and and they boarded this big fancy motor coach off to the casino for the holiday. I mean, life in America is good, isn't it? Really, really good. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. Ernest is raring to go. Where do we go next? couple was standing on the corner in the area of the courthouse right where I had dropped off the other couple and they wanted to go to Irvine. This was great because that was on my way home. So I put the address in my own GPS, introduced them to Ralph and to Ernest and we headed south on the freeway. And the man said, how long have you been driving for Uber? Well, I didn't want to tell him it was my first day. (laughs) So I said, Well, I'm kind of of a newbie, but I have to tell you, I've been having so much fun. Now, of course, they could tell that I'm a little older. So he said, I would love it if my mother did something like this. You know, she's a good driver, and it would give her something to do. All she does is play games on the computer. I mean, what a waste. So I told him how I was qualified and how much fun I was having, And he said, I'm going to try to get my mom to do this. You know, she's intelligent. She's a good conversationalist. She's really social. I think she would love to do this. So I gave him my personal card, and I said, you know, if you want to have your mom call me, I would sure be glad to talk to her about it from the older woman's viewpoint. And he said, okay, and they hopped out. And right away, beep, 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 and this time the rider was right at the freeway, just a couple exits down. So I pulled off the freeway and picked him up. He wanted to go to San Juan Capistrano, which is just about six exits down the freeway. He was a great big guy, so he sat in the front seat with me. And he said, I just got back from a trip and flew into John Wayne, but I couldn't get the Uber app to work at the airport. So I had to take a taxi from there to here. But gosh, it was going to cost me a fortune if I had let the taxi take me all the way home. So I had him drop me off here because I was able to get the Uber app to work. Well, I had heard on the news that Uber was now authorized to pick up and drop off at LAX, and I wondered if we were going to be able to do it here in John Wayne, too. So perhaps it is in the works and just isn't totally operational yet. But whenever it does become operational, Ernest and I can just wear the freeway out, taking people to the airport and picking them up. The airport is practically right down the street from me, and um, 
I'll have to see if I have to get a commercial driver's license to do it because LAX is requiring that Uber drivers have commercial licenses to to pick up and drop off. So I'm going to wait and see what John Wayne Airport requires because it's so easy to pick people up and drop them off at John Wayne. I guess the taxi drivers are all up in the arms about Uber. But like I told the guy who got out of the taxi as soon as he could get the Uber app to work, Uber has built a better mousetrap trap. I mean, this is America. Someone comes up with a new idea, better idea, a way to make it better for everyone, a win-win situation, then the old is going to go away. You know, my stepfather was an electrotyper. And the day that same-day printing facilities were invented, his company he had worked for for 30 years was put out of business. No retirement, no nothing. Maybe taxi drivers are already possibly in trouble and don't know it. I mean, what about computer cars? No drivers at all. (laughs) But from my experience driving for Uber so far, most of what we do, the taxi driver wouldn't be interested in anyway. One of my riders was a gal who'd just gotten off work at Bond's grocery store and just needed to go home, a $4 delivery. Because, I mean, if you live pretty close to your work, it might be cheaper to use Uber than to own and pay for a car. I mean, most people would have to make car payments every month, 150 to 300 a month maybe. Then there's your registration and insurance. It could be another 1000 to $1,500 a year. And then all your gas. And here in California, our gas is really expensive. So perhaps it's smarter to just use Uber. <laughs> Lots of my rides also were people going to the beach over the holiday weekend where they would have had to pay anywhere from 15 to $25 to park their car at the beach. So why not just use Uber and be dropped off for $4? Altogether, for the two days, I worked nine hours, and I made $189.60 and used a half a tank of gas. I have to say that at the end of the six hours on the second day, my butt was really sore. (laughs) And the next morning when I got up, my shoulders and neck ached from using those muscles constantly for the two days. But I had so much fun, and I'm going to do it again. And I got a text from Uber today that said, when I make my 25th trip, I'll get some discounts on stuff at stores and restaurants. And eventually, I can qualify for a Uber discount card for gas. So, I altered my routine. I took a chance. I went where this old woman's never been before. And I had a ball. This is such a wonderful country, and this country is full of wonderful people. And I was out there listening to their stories, telling them my stories. We were in community. We were sharing and caring. We were giving and taking. We were loving and being loved. And that's all there is. You know, after that second day when I came home, I was so wired I was so full of energy, I could hardly go to sleep that night. I felt all word up, you know, everything running at full speed, up for the challenge, ready to go. (laughs) 
Life is interesting. Life is exciting. Don't miss a chance. Alter your routine in some way this week. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in the YouTube search window. You can download her book for free at www.mrwriteforme.com. And if you want to go into business for yourself, take a look at Marcy Ann's Weddings and Celebrations Business Startup Course at www.weddingofficiantschool.com. The Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show is broadcast live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcian's Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time in any place in the world. <laughs>